What's up, guys? Roy here, and you are listening to the Balance Mill Podcast series. First of all, happy summer. I know um, for those of you that are teachers out there, this time is great. A few weeks off, it's always a good thing. But also, for those of you that aren't teachers, I know we love the warm weather, the extra sunshine, all that mess. I know I feel good out here in Virginia Beach. So, uh, yeah, happy summer, happy Father's Day, happy all of that stuff. Um, Today's episode will be a dad talk. I got a dad coming on here named Rodney, and he is a dad of two kids, young kids, young boys. And uh, he's in the military, and I know we're going to uh, have a great talk, chat, all that mess, so... Sit back and enjoy, guys. All right. So here we go, Rodney. Here we go. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Um, I would like to say you're the first one that wanted sparkling water as their drink of choice. Um, I'm not. I'm not the first one. You're the first one. I am the first one. Yeah, usually when I say, like, drinks, it's been, like, scotch uh, one gun guys, Modelo and Jameson. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've gotten super shit faced yeah. <laughs> on this podcast. Well, but I, got, I have a thirty minute drive to get home. I know. I can't um, get shit faced right now. I know, but this hop water—I've never had this before. It's—it's it's not bad. So it's made with like hops of beer. I think so. I mean, it—it it is enough to uh, curve my cravings yeah for for beer well i'm i'm you know i'll honestly tell you i'm grateful that you're doing just water because my birthday was friday and we did like oh we did like a family day that turned into like barbecues and beers and getting on a bike and going somewhere else's and drinking and then waking up and doing biking at the oceanfront and nice going to logstradamus and stuff like that so you biked there well, we drove to like the forties, one of those streets. Okay, yeah. And yeah. then parked and then biked the rest of the way. Nice. I mean we hit a bunch of spots on the way. Yeah. But it was it was a big it was a big weekend. Yeah. So I'm glad to be uh just drinking water. Yeah. And I love that you said liquid death. It's good. I know, I, I subscribe. I get you a, do. I get a twelve pack in the mail every Hell month. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I uh <laughs> I totally fell for their marketing scheme. I mean, look at the can. I know I'm I'm a target demographic for stuff like that. I mean, it's like heavy metal. It's like the posters are wild. For sure. I just yes, I yeah. will support it. And I yeah. love that it's a tall boy, you know? And you got to stay hydrated. I know. And and it's like you talked about like curbing your um thirst. Yeah. And so like that helps. Yes. I mean, I go through I think I have like I'll go through like three twelve packs of sparkling water a week. I love it. I know. I mean I love it. Yeah. The the water here, uh tap water in the States is awful. It is. Yeah. I watched this uh I watched this series I can't remember the name of it, but anyways, they they went to Europe uh-huh. to France and uh-huh. uh they they went around and were testing their France's water, mm-hmm. and 
all throughout France, they have all these water stations. Oh, you're talking about Down to Earth with Zac Efron. Yes. Yeah. It uh-huh. was fantastic. It was, right? With with the, uh, what's it what's it called? The people that taste wine. Sommelier. He had a water sommelier. Yes. Yeah. In L.A. Mm-hmm. And then they went, and their water is just super oxygenated and uh-huh. treated with UV light. Yep. That's it. And some of the and it's all free and you can get sparkling water in you places. Can. I know. Like they have apps on their phone. I know, man. Just like oh yeah, the the water stations right over here. Let's fill up our water bottles. I'm glad That's to hear idea. I'm glad to hear someone talk about water quality because sometimes I feel like Carly and I are the crazy people in our friend group because we uh we bought a seven I think it was like seven hundred and fifty dollar water filtration system for our entire house. Yeah. It's uh it's down in the basement. Like we can drink out of I mean you essentially can drink out of every faucet now. That's awesome. <laughs> and it's it's you know, we had a we had a Kangan water thing. She has one in her office that we would do a lot. Yeah. That like alkalines the water to certain levels and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean it's important. I took a my oldest to Raleigh. I signed him up for this hockey mm-hmm. thing. I lied about his age. Because he was supposed to be five. He was almost five. Mm -hmm. So it was close enough. Yeah. And uh, the the program was run, is run near NHL teams. Oh, cool. And so the closest was either Raleigh or DC here from Virginia Beach. And it's like they gave him all the gear for 250 bucks. All I had to do was buy him like a cup. Wow. And, uh, and then it was they gave him six free practices, and when we went to the we only we didn't go to all the practices. Obviously, it's in Raleigh; it's far away. Um, and uh, we went to three of the practices, stayed in a hotel. We stayed in this really nice hotel that was like a ten minute walk from the Natural History Museum, uh-huh. fifteen minute walk from the Children's Museum, and like a ten minute drive to the rink, and. At the rink, they have, like, NHL players from the Carolina Hurricanes that are out there, like, teaching your kid how to play hockey. Super cool. Anyways, um, at the hotel, I'm not going to... We're we're on a trip, so, like, we didn't have a refrigerator. Yeah. Like, normal at the house. And uh, so we just fill up our water bottles in the sink, and my son is like... You drink sink water? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's just water. It's like yeah. it's regular water. It's just not filtered like you get out of the refrigerator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it blew his mind. He was like, you drink sink water? I know. I'm like, you're going to drink sink water too. <laughs> I mean, I get, that's funny. I mean, I used to drink out of hoses. Yeah, the green fields. ones. Yeah. And like, I, who knows what? It probably helped my gut a lot. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. You just had to make sure you turn the hose on for just a few seconds oh, before yeah, you put totally. your mouth on there to uh-huh. clear out all the spiders and stuff. Have you ever been shocked? Yes. By that? Mm-hmm. It's really oh. interesting how that works. Shocked by the hose? Yeah. Shocked by the hose. No. Yeah. No. There's something to do with like, because electricity, I don't know, I'm a math teacher, not a science teacher, but it has to do with like the charging of ions maybe. Okay. To the twelve people that listen to this, they're gonna, there's probably one of them that'll be able to tell me the right way. But send you an email there's something that has to do with 
I don't know. It's something with the water pressure. There's something, but I'd, I'd get a little shock weird from it. And there's a few of my friends that have been like, yeah, we've gotten shocked by the water too. Maybe I have. I just can't remember. Yeah, man. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, man, I, I definitely, I was a six Mountain Dew a day person up until my late twenties. And so to, to have something else besides that yeah. is necessary for my health and wellness and everything, yeah, right? For sure. <laughs> I'll crush like eight of these sparkling waters a day. I would too. Oh, yeah. I just don't have the money for that. I, I mean, I'm lucky, I guess. <laughs> I just I just can't. You know, it's it's I need I need to feel the opening of the tab uh-huh. and the bubbles. Yes. And it helps me to not drink soda or alcohol during the week cuz I yeah. try not to drink during the week. Yeah. Because um I've been hung over in my classroom once and I don't ever want to do that again. Kids are ruthless. They are incredibly ruthless. They have zero sympathy. Nope. They don't care at all about how <laughs> your night went, do they? No. But you were saying that's one of the reasons why you try to drink this more, right? Or not trying to drink as much alcohol? One of the multiple reasons. Yeah. I mean, but there's yeah, a lot like, of reasons. We don't need to get into it, but you know. We'll probably get into it. Being mm-hmm. hungover. Yeah. And and like barely functional the next day Yeah. after a good night out. Uh-huh. Or for me, a good night after the kids go to sleep. Yeah. And just like a couple beers and maybe some whiskey. Uh huh. And a good show, like where you're just sitting there by yourself, the only peaceful time of the day. Yeah. And you're uh-huh. like in the morning, hungover. It's hard. Yeah. Kids are like, dude, let's crush this day. Yeah. And I'm like, sing me a song, read me this story, you. do this, do that, let's go run. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, so I mean it's 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 definitely it's helpful. You have to you have to like we have to like when we say choose our choose our battles wisely. Yeah, for you sure. Know? Is is those three beers worth it for the morning? Sometimes not. Most of the time not. Most of the time not. But sometimes yes. Anyway. Uh, yeah, sometimes yes. Yeah. So um so yeah, man. So you have two kids, right? Two kids. Yeah, right yeah. now, they're two and five. Oh, jeez. And they're both boys, right? Both boys. Good. I said that in the intro. I recorded that before you got here. Oh, nice. So I'm glad I got that right. <laughs> yeah. Two and five. That's a lot of energy because we just have a three-year-old. Yeah. And that's a lot of energy. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Um, what were their birth stories like? Okay. I just got an update from my wife. Yeah. Uh huh. And uh, the oldest was late. Um, they don't let you go past seven days a week from your your uh, due date. Wow. Uh huh. And. We were gonna. She was gonna get induced the next day, but she went into labor the night before at like three a.m. Um, drove to the hospital. Uh, in the military, we drove to 
the Naval Hospital. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, get there. She's in a lot of pain. Um, she's a, she's probably about to go into late, like, like actually give birth mm-hmm. around 7.30, 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. And the charge nurse comes in and she's like, hey, uh, we can't give you an epidural because we're in shift change right now. Oh, that sucks. And we're like, no, that's absurd. Like, you better get somebody in here. Shift change. Yeah, that was obviously more important than our baby. Yeah, that Uh, sucks. Anyways, we got an epidural and things went well. And then uh, the second baby, uh, our youngest, our two-year-old, we went like a, a month before our due date. We went up to D.C., mm-hmm. walking around, going to museums and stuff like that. And uh, all the walking sent her into preterm labor like a month early. Oh, wow. So then it was like, you know, near house arrest for mm. a month. Where she couldn't like go places and do things, she could hang out at the house, and uh, you know that was about it. And wow. then, uh, yeah, and then water broke at the house to the ho- to the hospital. She went by uh-huh. herself because we had our oldest uh-huh. that needed a babysitter in the middle of the night. It was it was probably like nine ten p.m. or something like that. Um, so she showers, goes to the hospital. Then I decide to shower. <laughs> get the get her get her oldest dressed and ready to go and packed uh-huh. to a friend's house. And then you know the wife says that two hours later. I show up at the hospital. <laughs> I don't think it was that long, but yeah, that was basically it. So she drove herself. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, she's going to hold that over your head for a while. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's, she's a, she's a wife. Yeah. So that's just like what they do. Right? Uh huh. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Two hours later, you showed up. Yeah, man, so much for sightseeing. You get sightseeing and it puts her in a pre. That, that too much walking. Oh man, yeah, walking around DC, sends her into preterm labor. Wow. Um, my wife was ten days past her due date. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were. We did a home birth. We had midwives, so oh okay. There was a little bit different rules. We yeah. were like a couple days. We had like one or two more days before we'd have to go to the hospital. Yeah. Um, I mean, everything was like, there was nothing like crazy going on. Yeah. But yeah, she was like, she hated that they told her a date, you know, because Uh that was like, when you go past it, you're just like, oh my gosh, when is it? You know, we were all just like ready and wait, ready and wait, ready and wait. Okay. Is this the day? I don't know. And you know I'm I'm a teacher, so it's like I'm off. Right. So every day was like, okay, what do we do? All right. Nope, not the day. Yeah. What do you want to do today? Let's go to the aquarium. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just walk. Because I remember she wanted AC so bad. She wanted to be somewhere cold. So we just walked around the aquarium. They're miserable. They are miserable. I mean, it's Towards hard. Towards the end of their pregnancy, they're just. 
I mean, you have this thing living inside you. You're, yeah. Everything's shifting and changing, and oh, You're hot and sweaty. I mean... All day long. I hate being uncomfortable yeah. for long periods of time, and here I am, like... You know, here they are doing all... I mean, jeez, no. All day, every day. All day, every day. Yeah. Trying to sleep. Jeez. I know. Yeah, I don't know how they handle it the way that they do. Lots of expensive pillows that are, like, six feet long. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had one of those. I remember when she, because uh, she's the chiropractor, and she bought the or made these special pillows <laughs> that she just cuts a hole, cut a hole in them, and they put it over the belly. Yeah. So that when they go like face down, you know, uh, she okay. can adjust them. Yeah. I thought that was funny. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so um, it's two kids, two and five. That's craziness. I had two brothers, and we're three years apart. My brothers are twins. Wow. So I just think about. <clears throat> I mean, you're. I mean, it's just gonna get crazier and crazier. Yeah. Man, boys. Were you glad to have boys? I mean, was that what you? Yeah. Uh, <coughs> yeah. I I wanted a boy. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're awesome. Yeah. Uh, no offense to anybody that has just girls. No, man. But um. Yeah, it's great. Like, he's like your little bro. Uh huh. Um. Lori, Lori wants another one. She's like, "Well, what if we have a girl?" Uh huh. I really want a girl, and I'm yeah. like, "God forbid we have a girl." Like, I, our house is eleven hundred, twelve hundred square feet. Yeah. Well, we would for sure need another car, mm-hmm. or at least a bigger car, and then if we had a girl she would have to have all of her own things. But if we had another boy, they already have all their own. Yeah. Their brother's stuff. Man. So did you want to have multiple kids or was it like... I wanted three initially. Mm-hmm. And now that I have two, I'm like, kind of done. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, this is great. Because cause where I'm at right now financially, like if either of my kids said that they wanted to go do something mm-hmm. I can provide that yeah um I don't want to ever have to tell my kid that like we can't do this thing that you want to do because I don't make enough money for that you that know makes what I mean? sense I get uh, that I w- I just want to be able to give them everything that they want um I'm I'm scared that if we had another kid, that wouldn't happen. Well, yeah, I mean that's yeah. I think a, I, that kind of feeling and thought is probably what every parent has. Yeah, I think about that with with mine. I only have one, you know. I want him to have <coughs> have everything or do everything he wants. Yeah, but uh, I mean I'm I like having the one. Yeah, it's chill. It is. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, it was one of those things that I was like, I had to be like, did I want kids or not? You know? Mm-hmm. Did you have like the feeling that you wanted to have kids? Always. Really? Yeah. Um, we're we're uh, going to get into it, but growing up, my mm-hmm. dad was like, he worked construction and he was um, a heavy drinker. Mm-hmm. 
so he would leave he'd leave before the sun came up and he would come home after the sun went down almost all year um he wasn't around very often and so i was always just like i'm gonna have kids and be fucking awesome yeah i'm gonna be like like you've you've shown me all the ways to not do things yeah you know so i'm gonna just take what i've learned from growing up and try and be a great dad wow so do you have brothers and sisters yeah i got a younger brother and a younger sister yeah uh my my younger brother is like four years younger than me and my younger sister is nine years younger Mm -hmm. than me so probably so there's your motivation right there yeah yeah because i usually ask like what was your father i mean you answered a lot of it i mean i guess what you've you're kind of doing the opposite of what he did. I'm trying to. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. It is. Mm-hmm. Cuz cuz having kids is terrifying. Yeah. It's it like mm-hmm. they're constantly trying to kill themselves. <laughs> Every yeah. Every day it's like hey, you <laughs> sh- probably shouldn't jump off of that. Yeah. But also you have to let them jump off of it. Mhm. Yeah, because if you if you like stifle is that the word stifle their mm-hmm. their like uh sense of adventure then are they just going to not have an adventurous side to them yeah after a while i think with boys it's necessary for them to have adventure yeah there's something ingrained in all of us yeah. i usually refer to it as there's like this wild that we're searching for yeah. You know, it's like some, it, it has to be played out in some level in us or else we kind of like, we get a little weird, you know? Yeah. And I think that it's, I think it comes back to like ancestrally um, with like our roles, you know? For and sure. I think that's, that kind of stuff is passed down. And it's not like, it's like we're always trying to be hunting and like fighting off something. Mm hmm. Because that's what our ancestors did. Yeah. And so that was passed down. It's just different for us now because we don't necessarily need to do that. Right. All the time. And But we all have to, I think all boys need to find their, their, their wild. Right. You know, and for me, that was like concerts and, you know, being outside, you know, and just doing adventurous things, things that aren't normal. Yeah. <coughs> Other people, it's like you know sports other people it's you know i don't know those parkour kids that want to jump off stuff and do flips right you know and that's that stuff is like scary it is my wife uh loves going to disneyland Uh uh-huh and when we lived in disneyland when we lived in california yeah we basically lived in disneyland when we lived in california before kids we had season passes to Disneyland and uh, we would go on a whim for just like a few hours (laughs) Um, just because we could yeah and uh, yeah she loves it and I would go because she loved it but for me I would rather go like climb a mountain you know yeah um and and now 
she's she's trying to continuously push Disneyland and Disneyland uh-huh. and go to these parks and do these things. And I'm like, that's great, but it's fake. Mm-hmm. It's like fake artificial fun. And then uh, yeah. we took our oldest to the adventure park uh-huh. here. And some of the stuff is it's high. Yeah. They're up high in the trees, climbing through those obstacles. And uh, at a certain point, my oldest was like, I am terrified right now. And I'm like, because this is a real adventure. Like yeah. you're on an adventure because, and you're going to remember this forever because there's risk involved and because you're scared, but it's, it's extremely safe. Mm-hmm. But afterwards he had a blast mm-hmm. because, you know, there was that adrenaline rush and, and like sense of that was, there was that fear of like, of falling mm-hmm. and I think he had a great time. Yeah, because cause it's of that. It's safe enough, and things can go wrong. Right. So you know that. Yes. And it's like, oh, it's like when you bungee jump. You know, you feel fine. It'll be okay. Sure. Right on. For the most part. And sure, it's safe enough. Yeah. But there's that element of it. Yes. You know, I think that's why the Jackass guys live. I've been thinking about this a lot because I saw Jackass 4, you know, whatever, a while ago. And, you know, they're all old and stuff. And it's like, I think when you push yourself to that point, it's almost like you're safer. Like you're like, and that it feels like saying that is like the opposite. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like your bot, something kicks in you know what i mean they do stupid shit and of course they're gonna fall they're gonna hurt themselves but most of the time they're fine right which is the craziest part right you know but you're pushing yourself to that just past where some normal person would go right and that's where like i don't know it's like something kicks in like these bmxers or i was watching this one um i think this guy's named camp zinc I follow him on Instagram. He's a mountain biker, but like really intense. They do this. He's always on these like Instagram like videos of like jumping off these mountains and doing the mountain biking and like these crazy, you know, doing flips and stuff. Yeah. And I mean, it's crazy to watch and you wonder how do they survive? But it seems like the focus kicks in. Yeah. Right. When they're past that point where a normal person would go. Right. They skirt that edge. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously, there's a lot of skill and uh, practice mm-hmm. that that goes into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always, I always go back to like mountaineering and mm-hmm. alpinism and stuff like that. And uh, obviously, there's some aspects of mountaineering that you can't control: the weather, yeah. the mountain, mm-hmm. snow, an avalanche. Um, a rock slide or something like that. Yeah. But there's so many other things that you can control mm-hmm. uh, to make it really safe. Like Alex Honnold, the free yes. solo guy. Yes. I mean, I watched him do that and you're just like, it's nuts. It, it's nuts. Everyone else is panicking and he's just like, all right, I'm just going to go do it. I'll, yeah. all right, I'm ready to do it. I'll but he didn't, you. he didn't just go do it. He did that. No, I know. He I did know. that route roped up. 
like a thousand times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Without a rope. Mm-hmm. No, hundred percent. Like yeah. you watch, like I watched the documentary. Yes. And you see how like precise he was with every movement, how many times he was up there, but still. Yeah. I mean, for every one of him, there's five that didn't make it. Right. You know. Right. My hands are sweating thinking about that and talking about that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's like, uh, I don't know, you skydived, right? Yeah. Because you're in the military and that mm-hmm. was something that you trained. So, I mean, that's got to be. I yeah. Mean, the, like, the first time ever going skydiving, there's, a, you know, a, a, a huge difference between mm-hmm. taking off on a commercial airliner mm-hmm. and taking off in this tiny little plane where at a thousand feet they open the door and you're just exposed to the outside world and uh, the anticipation of the flight is probably the worst part mm-hmm. and standing in the door where it's like all right three two one jump um, but yeah the anticipation of the flight mm-hmm. is it's terrifying for the first time because you know that it at the top you're gonna just jump out and trust that this parachute's gonna open and and bring you down safely but then after a couple hundred jumps you're just you just get in the plane and you fly around and you huck yourself out of the aircraft like it's any other day you Um, said a couple hundred so you've jumped out a couple hundred times yeah wow yeah right on it's it's after a while it just doesn't get that it just doesn't it's not scary anymore. I mean, I, you know, I assume that, you know, it's like the same guy that's like, if he's a neurosurgeon, the first time he cuts open a skull to do on the brain, he's probably terrified. Yeah. And then on some level it becomes another day. Right. Know? Right. For sure. Man. Yeah. That's one thing I want to do. I want to jump out of a plane. Go. Yeah. I just, I mean, I know that like you have to do a tandem first. You don't have to. You don't have to. The, really? the first time that I jumped out, I was, I, I was in the military, but I went as a civilian, mm-hmm. and I was I paid, I don't know however much money it was, but you just have to sit in this class. Um, <coughs> you have to sit in class for six to eight hours or whatever. Okay. Um. So it ended up for me being like two days. I mm-hmm. sat in class for six to eight hours, got all the instruction, yeah. and then uh, you jump out with two instructors. Okay. Um, you exit the airplane. They're kind of holding on to you, and then they'll they'll you'll level out, reach terminal velocity. And they'll break off, let you go, and try and let you fly a little bit by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you don't have that much time. It's from exit to when you have to pull is about fifty seconds. Um, that blows my mind. Yeah, that that's it. It's not that long. Cause you'll go to what is it? I fly. Yeah, I fly. And you're there for like you're doing it for like thirty five seconds, and it costs so much money. Yeah, but yeah, if that's if that's reality, then okay, I guess it makes sense. Yeah, man, fifty seconds—it always looks so much longer. Like you think of the Point Break, you know, at that last, 
You know that last scene in Point Break? Yes. It's like four minutes long. Yes. God. But anyway, I mean, that's the movies. For sure. Yeah. So maybe I should look into that. Go to Suffolk. Yeah. I know my wife will probably listen to this and be like, oh my God, stop it. Nope. Nope. But yeah, no, I think there's something about like having someone strapped to me. It feels too safe. Does that make sense? Yeah. Maybe I'm just crazy. No. It just feels too safe. Like I wanted I want to to put myself in the place where I have to I have to let go. You know? Like I have to do the jumping. Not like tapping someone's shoulder and I'm basically getting pushed out. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So But anyway, back to but yeah, I think boys and I mean kids need kids need to know risks on some level. They need to 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 test themselves and see what this world is about, learn their boundaries from that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, they, they know that if they step on something that's sharp, it's going to hurt. They need to know that, you know, my son stepped on something, um, in the yard and there were some splinters in his foot and it was like traumatizing for him. But now he knows like, you know, you have to be careful. Yeah. And then afterwards they're like, maybe I should put shoes on. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the hard part. But see, he sees me walk around barefoot all the time. Right. Which is like, maybe I should wear shoes more. I don't know. No. Well, I mean. It's weird. You know? I mean, can... we li- I live at the beach, so it's like. Yeah. You know, yeah. When you're wearing shoes at the beach, it's hard because, you know, that sucks. They're constantly wanting to make decisions for themselves. <coughs> That's true. Mm-hmm. And if you're like, hey, man, you should put shoes on. And they say no, I'm not putting shoes on. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay. Well, now you know the consequences. And now when you're like running on the asphalt in July at two o'clock, it's going to suck. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, I struggle with that, the making decisions. I've been thinking about that because my kid loves, you know, they love like the candy and the sweets. And, you know, he has this oh one God. bar that he loves. And sometimes I want to just always give it to him. Yes. When he asks in a day to let him feel the stomach ache. But then I think, I don't know, like, is that, I don't know if they could understand that or they would get that. Right. Then there's, you know, what if, what if he doesn't get a stomach ache? Yeah, I know. What if he doesn't, what if his, his little baby metabolism just crushes it? And then there's that standard where he's like, I had six of these yesterday. I can so have six of I them. can have six again today. <laughs> yeah, he loves, they're called Go Macro Bars. Uh-huh. And um, my wife and I eat them a lot. They're the, the only bar that I've ever, I've gotten that has like sustained me. Yeah. You know? And then he calls them Mommy Daddy Bars. But uh-huh. he'll eat, I mean, it's like, it's, I mean, that's a lot of protein for a three-year-old but uh yeah it's funny i don't know because he'll ask he wakes up from a nap i want a mommy daddy bar he wakes up in the morning i want a mommy daddy bar i pick him up from class he's like i want a mommy daddy bar Mm -hmm. i mean it's like constantly yes we've created this monster yeah and it's like it's not like it's super sugary but it's just a lot 
And right. plus, I want him to like have eat other things. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Anything that doesn't have to like doesn't involve ketchup. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't involve. He just he just learned about ketchup in the last few months. Yeah. He loves ketchup. I mean, they all love ketchup love for some ketchup. reason. And then once you have a chicken nugget, it's all over. I had chicken nuggets before I came here. Really? Yeah. Yeah, we have some we have some dope chicken nuggets. We do butcher box. Oh, nice. And so we order chicken nuggets from them and they are great. I bet they are. Yeah. We've been on the butcher box train for two and a half years now. Really? Yeah. It's great. It's a good deal too, right? Yeah, I mean, it's not like you're not gonna save a ton of money. Mm-hmm. But the quality's there, you know, and so yeah, you know where it's coming from. And so, like for us, we did this at this one time where we get wings and bacon for life. So every box we get, we get a pack of wings and a pack of bacon. Man, that's awesome. So that's fun until like you can't. Yeah, I mean, we have. I think we have four packets of wings, which equals to like, let's see, there's six to. There's anywhere from like 20 to 30 in one pack. Oh my God. Yeah. So. For the month. Yeah. Yeah. So we have all of these. We just, we just haven't, we keep having, like we keep having a night. We'll like eat a bunch or we'll have friends over and make them. Yeah. But then we just keep accumulating, keep accumulating. They send you on every, every month. So. Yeah. We've looked into like purchasing like half a cow dude i would do that in a second we just don't have the freezer space yeah you need to get one of those like i call it my granny a granny freezer yeah yeah the the horizontal one yep because my granny in uh tennessee yeah they had a grant they had a freezer it was always filled with meat because she grew up on a my mom grew up on a farm yeah that's awesome yeah i would purchase a cow with other people yeah you know just carve it up, you know. Couple people. Yep. Each person gets a quarter. Yeah. Poly, and that's a lot of meat. Like it doesn't sound like a lot, but I mean, but a you know an eight hundred pound cow. I mean, that's a lot of meat, right? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah. You could get it from the Polyface Farm. You know, those are pretty good. Those are. Where's uh, that at? That's out out here in Virginia. Really? Uh huh. It's all uh. I mean, that guy is crazy. You should look him up for Polyface Farm. He was on the Joe Rogan podcast a couple years ago, and he talks about it. I mean, he's it's good. Mm. Very good quality. Um, he does chickens and a lot of other stuff and meat, pigs, cows. But they live a really good life, and everything's in the open. And it's like a lot of like, um, what's that hot button word with farming nowadays? Where, like, everything is kind of intermingling, kind Um, of. I don't know. Like, the chickens will run around. I was going to say free range. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, their their chicken coops are, like, these, oh, it's crazy. It's, like, all open. It's, like, um, a pavilion, almost. Yeah. Um, God, that word's going to come to me later, and I'm going to know what it is. But it's, like, this, um... Ah, man. God, it's the second time that's happened already. Turning 41 is not fun. There's a word for that. I don't know what it is. (coughs) 
Yeah, but it's um, but yeah, it's he's does really good quality. It's all um, God, I wish that word. But anyway, yeah, we've looked into trying to like get meat from them. I mean, they're just so sought after. Um, it's hard. Yeah. But if there was any place that could do it, they would. That'd be awesome. I know. I need a freezer. <laughs> I want to get the um. What's the deer that's in Hawaii? Axis deer. Axis deer. I yeah. want to try that. Yeah. There's a place that I've I looked into that you can get it shipped to you. Go to Hawaii and get a deer tag. I could. I mean, you know. Just shoot it yourself. It's easy, right? I'll just go to Hawaii and shoot. I've only shot a gun twice in my life. So not so easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guns were not a part of my life. You could. <laughs> you could, though. You could probably do it. Yeah. I like you. I like that you think that. <laughs> you get, just gotta get like a guide Give yourself a guide Yeah, axis deer and elk That's what I want to try Oh, that would be awesome Yeah Elk hunt would be fun My favorite So we went to, when I went to uh, been to, Went to Montana Three years ago And we drove through Yellowstone To get there And my favorite part was we st- Everybody stopped And there was this elk Just sitting there And I just remember being like Odd by its size. Mm. Like, that's a huge animal. Yeah. But my favorite part was that, because there's all these people taking pictures, and then the elk just stopped and he just scratched his nuts with his horn <laughs> and then just walked away. And I was like, that was great. Yeah. Because that was like, I don't know, going to Yellowstone was hard to like. <sighs> I felt like I saw the worst in people in Yellowstone. Yes. Like it was, I remember we drove through and we had been, you know, we drove through like, um, we drove from Denver to Jackson Hole, Wyoming. I love love Jackson Hole. Yeah. Um, We had, we, you know, we stopped midway at this cabin on this mountain in Wyoming, you know, had a dry sink, like super rustic, beautiful, you know, all of us and just driving Driving to Jackson Hole was just beautiful. And then driving from Jackson Hole through the Tetons, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, yes, and peaceful and quiet. You're seeing all of this. And then all of a sudden we got to the, the Old Faithful. Yeah. And it was like, oh, man. Just yeah. like the gift shops and like the people and like the trash and the smells and just the attitudes. Yeah, the trash drives me nuts. It like killed my buzz. Yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah, I don't know. People, people treat it like it's an amusement park. Yeah, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. Back to the whole, you know, artificial. Yeah. Fun, meeting, real fun, mm-hmm. and you try and like merge the two, and and people don't really know, like, what do I do with my hands that are yeah. filled with this trash? Like, oh, somebody will pick it up. I know. Same with like cigarette butts. Mm-hmm. Or they just, like, why is it okay to throw a cigarette butt out of your window, like into the street, when you have an ashtray in your car? I think about it at the beach all the time. Like, every entrance has two to four trash cans, and you can't throw your stuff away, right? Right. Like I remember one time out here. I was smoothing out the sand to put down my my towel, 
and I noticed there was a beer can buried, so I picked it up, and then I smoothed some more, and there was another one, and another one. I ended up getting 12. Someone had buried their 12-pack. Yeah. And I'm just like, geez, guys. Yeah. You know? But then the, the worst part, too, is like with that elk, I was watching how close people were trying to get to it, mm-hmm. you know, to take this that shot. They wanted to get that picture. Yeah, your iPhone only has so much zoom. And I'm like, <laughs> you guys understand that that thing could kill you. Yeah, for sure. Like in a second. Like a moose? Yes. Like a moose would kill you. Yeah. Those things are huge and terrifying. A buffalo? A bear? Like people are like, we have no sense. No. Of stuff like that. No. So, but that's what I'm saying. Like kids should know boundaries. Yes. You know, they should know that, like, there's risk and wild, but you have to understand that, like, you know, we tell, like, we go to our, you know, our, our family has a little cabin, and we try to tell them, like, look with your eyes, step back, you don't want to get close to it, this mm. is their house, their land, you know, yeah. when someone gets up close to you, how does that make you feel, so, you know, stay back, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. That's good. But yeah, Jackson Hole's great. I had so much fun there. Yeah, it's awesome. That was the first place when I really got that what people have been writing about America for hundreds of years. Like the beauty and the majesty of it. Yeah. Because we were going up this one ski lift, and it was in the summertime. That's my favorite thing. Like That's something I found that I love more than a lot of stuff, is just sitting on a ski lift in the summertime. What were you doing on a ski lift in the summer? Well, <coughs> we have Mikey? a friend who lives in Big Sky. Okay. And so, like, she's there full time. She's a chiropractor out there. Yeah. And so, you know, you can, like, ride a ski lift and just go up the mountain. Yeah. And then come back down. Nice. But we were in the Jackson Hole. It was this one. And so, I mean, I kind of saw the mountains or whatever. But, you know, you're going up it and you're, like, I'm facing away, like, the Tetons are behind me. Yeah. And so then you get up and then you turn. Yeah. And like you you were up, you know, super high. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. Like, holy crap. Yeah. I don't think my wife or I spoke for like five or ten minutes. Yeah. We were just staring at like this. And I was like, okay, I get it. Yep. I get it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, man, when we were in Big Sky, like you get on the ski lift, because a lot of times the people go there for mountain biking, so they'll do all the the runs right, on their mountain yeah. bikes. But yeah, you just pay, I think it was like 15, 20 bucks or whatever it is to just get on. Lift. Yeah, I grabbed a couple of tall boys. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm just like sitting, chilling. For sure. And I'm like, this is great. Yeah. I love it. I want to do it every day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we uh, last time I was in Jackson Hole, we went backcountry skiing, uh-huh. which is essentially you just put skis on and then you put like this one way carpet on the bottom of your skis. So all the the fibers, the hairs of like a the carpet mm-hmm. essentially lay down on one way, so you can slide your ski up the hill, but you can't slide the ski back down the hill like backwards. Uh huh. And you just walk up the mountain like that through the snow wow and uh yeah we did that in the tetons it was awesome man 
Yeah, I think about going back a lot to seeing that and just driving through that and hanging out. Just to yeah, you get why I think I got why everyone wants to go there and why people don't want any of those people there for sure. You yes. know, yes, because it was like this. There was this sense of like, who are you? Why are you here? Like, there was definitely like. A lot of people were arm's length. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because it's like, that's just another person hanging out. Yeah. That's another person. Yeah. And like, you think about the people with who own all these land around these, these rivers that they own it and people can't fish there or like enjoy the river because it's like private property now. And it's yeah. this guy who's there like three yeah. times a year. Yeah. Well, to own, it's so expensive to own a place in Jackson Hole. It's like, equivalent to owning a place in in manhattan oh yeah of course it's it's insane yeah i mean that changes it like i watched that show yellowstone yeah and they talk about that all the time yeah that show's great do you watch that no oh man the only time i get to watch television is after the kids go to sleep and you have to really choose that's a whole man that's a thing yes i I just started uh moon night Oh yeah, I've watched a couple episodes of those. I haven't gotten to that. I've been trying to do Obi One. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's true. You have to really pick and choose, and you don't want to binge watch it, right? Because then you're up late, and the kids, like we're saying, they don't care how your night was. Yes. So yeah. For some reason, it seems like (coughs) those nights where you stay up late, Mm -hmm. you're like, man, I really hope I get to sleep in. Oh. It's like 4.45 in the morning, and they're mm-hmm. like walking in the bedroom, and they're like, hi, hey, good morning. Like, what are you doing? Oh, Go back he, to sleep. We tell we tell him um, the sun's not up yet, so go back to bed. Yeah. And sometimes that works. Yeah. Sometimes. Like sometimes. 70 to 80%. Yeah, nobody talked to me about that, about the picking and choosing you know, I'm not a huge, I mean, I like TV, I like some shows, but, you know, you really have to like, I mean, there's like, there's like a thousand shows you want to watch. Yeah. You know? And then is it worth it to, you know, watch this? I don't know. We get real selective too. I don't. But instead we just watch Bluey. Oh my God. Or... We've seen <sighs> so many episodes of Bluey. It's a great show. It actually. is a great show. I love it. Um, the third season's done. We're supposed to get it later this year. I'm kind of oh, ready nice. for it because, I mean, I've seen every episode four times, five times. Mm-hmm. Man. My favorite episode of Bluey is The Creek. Oh, yeah. I like that one. Where, like, Bluey, like, they just go tromping through the woods and then Bluey sees the beauty of it. Yeah. Well, initially, she's scared. Yep. Because it's unfamiliar to her. Uh-huh. and um She's like, you know, scared of like the leeches and mm-hmm. and all the other things. And then she sees that, what is it, a kangaroo? Yeah, she sees the kangaroo and they, they like stare at each other. Yeah. And there's that moment. Oh, man. Yeah. God. Have you seen the one, uh, the nap time one? Nap or the bed, one. the bedtime one? Where, where she's where she's dreaming? Bingo's yes. goes dreaming? Yeah. Yes. And her mother's the sun? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. I love that one. God, that one. 
My wife was bawling after that one. <laughs> I've cried. I mean, I'll be honest. I've cried after a couple of those episodes. I mean, there's some stuff. There's really poignant things that they say. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I love how the I love the dad. Sometimes I get stressed out with how they treat the dad. Sometimes, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, he's just kind of like he he takes a lot of a lot of stuff from them. Yes. Yeah. But it's great because they're eight minutes long, you know? Yeah. And you can watch two or three, mm-hmm. and then it gets them satisfied. Yeah. And so then we can turn off because we're trying to, like, limit the TV for, uh, you know. But yeah. then he'll want it. You know, he likes Trash Truck, and that's a little bit longer. Yeah. He has watched Trash Truck. Mm-mm. Oh, man, that's a good one. It's It's got uh, this little boy and his best friend is a garbage truck, mm-hmm. and then he has... A bear, a raccoon, and a mouse. And they're always just hanging out. It's pretty cool, too. Yeah. Super chill. Not so much like just inundated with, you know, like, what is it? Cocoa? Cocoa melon? Yes. We don't let him. We try not to. Yeah, I don't think we show him that. Yeah. There's a lot that we don't show him. We we haven't gotten to show him Paw Patrol yet. Right. Which is good. Yeah. Because it's... It's good to, I think it's good to limit it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really, we really try and limit devices, mm-hmm. phones and tablets. Cause then, then, then television is mobile. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then it and becomes a crutch. It. Yeah. You can watch right? it whenever you want. And it just sucks them in and they're quiet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Man. Instead of, instead of having like. A, a meaningful conversation yeah or like or, reading a book yeah yeah or f- i mean dri- driving i think is like the one the one time where like here just just watch this thing on my phone or at a restaurant or something like that mm-hmm. where you could just be asking them questions about their day or playing like little games um yeah, we've we've gotten pretty good about that with the stuff that we bring. Yeah. Um the things like the games in the car. Yeah. Um now long long flights or long car rides, they're going on a road trip like tablet all day. Yeah, we've got this thing called a Yoda Yoda Yoba. Yo Yuda or something. Mm-hmm. <coughs> but it's like this little radio. And you have little cards, and you can tell stories. Oh, I think we have the same thing. We just have a... It's like this little blue box with ears for uh, for the volume. And then they come with like... um, Like a Crap Brother action figure. No, no, this is different. And you stick it on top, and it tells a story. I know what you're talking about. This is totally different. Oh, okay. But hold on, I'm getting lights on. I need to check something out. We will be right back. <laughs> so. And we're back. For you guys, it was a second. For us, it was a few minutes. Yeah. It's one of those things with uh, the having uh, I had the monitor. The wife had to get it. and Yeah. And then bathroom breaks. It's cool. But yeah, Yoto, Y-O-T-O. Okay. It's a little box. Yeah. And that has, he has really enjoyed that. 
Nice. Like there's some stories, there's songs, there's stuff like that. Um, and yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I'll I'll have to find. Uh, I'll send you the link to the one that Lori got the boys. Cool. But it's just like little action figures you put on top. Oh, he might really like that. You just got to make sure you don't lose these little action figures. Oh my gosh, another thing to lose. They're not very big. Yeah. Anyway. So, um, you know, we we talked. You know, let's let's talk some more about fatherhood. Yeah. So we'll we'll go into the big one, like you asked. So what terrifies you, or what's the scariest thing about being a dad, or birth story, or anything like um, that? Terrifying is like so many things can just go wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like beyond your control. Um. So we got our oldest, who's five. And then um, we got pregnant a second time. We would have, the the two boys would have been two years apart. Mm-hmm. Um, we went in for our, our first initial ultrasound. Yeah. And uh, the ultrasound tech, who was like not a doctor, so she can't read, read the ultrasound and give you like an official like readout. Um was like, yeah, I see something on his head and I, I don't know what it is, but I I recommend that you go to the ho- to like the big hospital because we were just at a clinic. Mm-hmm. Go to the hospital and get like a, another ultrasound. So we did that and uh so now we're at like nine weeks in or whatever and uh the readout basically comes back was like, Yep, she's she's eight weeks pregnant and with a viable oh, okay. fetus. And uh we were like, okay, great. You know, that's good. Yeah. And then um, then I went on deployment. <clears throat> While I was on deployment, well, good and bad, I tore my quad and had to come home. Oh, jeez. Uh, to go to physical therapy. Uh-huh. And uh, I had, like, just gotten home. And it was at, it was right at, like, I had been home for... 24 hours maybe and uh that was right around the 20 week mark uh-huh. and Lori was at home in california at her mom's house um so she got the 20 week ultrasound done <coughs> in california gotcha and they were like we we need to you know call your husband and so they we the we all get on the phone together. We were on FaceTime and uh they were like, Your baby has a thing called anencephaly, uh-huh, which is like an incomplete closure of the spinal column. So the spinal column is like exposed to amniotic fluid while okay. in the womb. And uh it's a hundred percent fatal. Um if the baby was to come out alive at nine months, it maybe had like a few days to live at that point. Yeah. And then they're like, um, we did this blood work and I don't remember the lab values, but they were like, these two lab values are super high 
and this lab value is super low, which essentially means he he's in there like dying right now. And uh, this is at 20 weeks, so we're like, I I flew from Virginia Beach to California like that night, and uh, I was able to make the next appointment, and we had to get a a DNC to to like a basically an abortion yeah but it's more of a medical procedure i guess what's a dnc i i don't know what the acronym stands for basically they had to go in and like dilate the cervix oh, okay. so they could get the baby out so it was delayed um something something but uh yeah so we we lost our second baby um and it was it was like <coughs> terrifying it was like so emotionally straining cuz we found out at 20 weeks and we couldn't get we couldn't get the procedure done until 21 weeks like a, a whole week later so my wife is like walking around looking pregnant being pregnant Knowing that hormones she's... are are all crazy, knowing that like, oh my god, we can't. This isn't gonna happen. We're gonna lose the baby, and because it was at twenty one weeks, mm-hmm. we had to like, get, we had to get him cremated, uh-huh. and he's in like this little tiny urn, like on our on our mantle. Oh wow! And like we had to get death, we had to like pay for death certificates, and uh, did you have to give the baby a name? Yeah, we named him Cooper Daniel. Oh wow! Yeah, which is crazy, cause like, like the whole being like parenthood and and like bringing a life into this world, like nothing is guaranteed. Yeah, it's terrifying. They're always, and and the kids are always they're always trying to kill themselves. They are. Wow how how long was it until y'all wanted to have another one? Well, um, because I've wondered that because I know that like my mom had a miscarriage before me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would have had an older brother. Um. Yeah, my mom had a uh a uh like a tubal pregnancy. Oh, really? Um mm-hmm. after me. What the fuck is that called? Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, you can I've cussed numerous times already in this podcast episode nice. already. Uh it'll come to me. I'll remember it. Just like that thing that you can't remember. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, that happened to my mom, and it, it like, ruptured in her fallopian tube, uh-huh. so she lost, like, one whole fallopian tube after that. Oh, jeez. And then had two more kids. Wow. Yeah. I mean, what a... The only word that comes to my head is, what a mind fuck yeah. of an experience, and what a, like... Let's just take your heart and just squeeze it, right? And, like, rip it out of you. Yeah. 
I mean, and you're like, I mean, it's kind of like you tearing your quad was a blessing. Yeah, otherwise I would have been dealing with that. I would have been way further away than Virginia to California. Oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah, it's terrifying. So, yeah, but but yeah, how long did y'all wait? Or did you, was it like hard to like get the idea of having another kid or? Yeah, yeah, emotionally. um, For for Lori, like, it was tough. And then physically as well, it's like, um, the the risk for the procedure that had to be done getting pregnant after that mm-hmm. could have caused other complications. Yeah. If we had done it sooner. You know what I mean? So like she could have gotten she could have gotten sick or um she could have gotten a, like a uterine rupture or something like that. Yeah which were some of the complications from just having that surgery. So moving forward, yeah, we had to wait. We had to wait a long time. Man. They deal with so much more than we do when it comes to pregnancy. I mean, like, it's bananas how much. It's fun for us. Yeah. We're, I tell some people, we're just spectators. Yeah. We provide the material, <laughs> right, and, and then watch it get built. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, I'm like, what do you mean you can't have lunch meat? You know. <laughs> like, yeah, but I, I realize that too with like pregnancy and birth is like you walk this razor thin line between order and chaos, and yeah. the wind can blow a certain direction, and before you know it everything is fucked that you planned and you tried. I mean, we did, we did so much. I mean, we did a home birth, so there's so much that we had to do for that. And what she did, I mean, my wife did so much work to do it, to make it happen. I mean, I, I'm always in awe of that, you know? Yeah. Um, but we've had friends that have tried, they did the same thing that she did and you hear of people and, and, and they can't, something happens right? and they have to go to the hospital or yeah. they have to like something, they have to do this or, you know, they lose, you know, you hear all the time, the people that did everything they were supposed to do. Yeah. And then they lose the baby or something happens. And so it is a terrifying thing. There's <laughs> pregnancy, fatherhood, all of it. Yep. Yeah. It's tough. So then let's let's sidetrack. What's been the funniest thing? Um there the, the the kids are hilarious on a regular basis. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just the stuff that they say. Yeah. This like being exposed to new things. Uh-huh. But back again back to like our trip to Raleigh. Yeah. You turn the television on in a hotel room and they're like, Hey, can you put this show on for me? Like that's, that's not how cable works. <laughs> you yeah. know, like I can't just, I can't just turn a, sh- a specific show on. We have to wait. 
until that show airs. And we have funny? to be there in the room at the same time. God, they don't get it. No. They don't. They're not going to get it. No, they won't. We're the last generations that are going to understand that. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Well, then what about what's been the funnest thing? I've been I should be I should ask what's the funnest thing. Um <coughs> instead of the funniest. Watching them grow. Yeah. And like teaching them. Yeah. Uh, being able to like see how they interact with other kids, other people, uh huh, you know, um, you know, they make me proud every day. It's like, yeah, when when they look at a grown adult in the eye, uh huh, they're like, hello, like good morning. Um, you're like, yeah, nice work, buddy. Yeah, like it feels good. Yeah, uh, a lot of kids, a lot of kids look at other adults and they're like, "I don't know, I can't make eye contact with you." Or, oh man, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if I can th- talk to you uh-huh. as another person. You know, it's like weird. Uh, it's weird for kids, but yeah, I, I don't know. They're every day. They're hilarious. Mm-hmm. They're always saying something funny or doing something weird. Yeah, my uh, my little boy will sit out on our deck. And since we're on the beach path, people are just constantly walking by. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, hi. Yeah. Hi. And they're like, how are you? He goes, good. How are you? <laughs> and then our neighbor who um, next door is Greek. And yeah. it's just always, he'll go, hi, Tassos. And he'll just and they'll just have these conversations and stuff and like he'll tell kids like I'm going to school or I'm going to camp. Nice. And they're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right, fine. Have fun. Yeah. But it's it's interesting how people are so put off by strangers and like kids saying hi to them. Most yeah. people are like it, they think it's cute and adorable and they'll say hi, how's it going? Right. Or he'll be like, you at the beach? Huh? Cool. <laughs> You know, cool. He cusses a lot more than I wish he did. Really? It's hard. Yeah, it's it's our fault. Uh, obviously, <laughs> wife, it's not yeah. his fault. My wife, <laughs> we've been noticing that like he uh, when something breaks or falls, he'll say "damn it." Mm-hmm. So that's something. My yeah. oldest wants to play football because he wants girls to cheer for him. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Oh man. Football's the only thing that makes me nervous. Of all yeah. the things that he could do in his life. Yeah. It's weird that football's the thing that makes me nervous. Well, when it when it melts your brain, you mm-hmm. know, degrades your brain. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking to someone about that. Um that's something that, that scares me are the injuries like yeah. that that you see that kids and people have. You know, those kind of things. Yeah. Um, but I was talking with someone about the difference between, like, rugby and football and how rugby doesn't scare me like football does. Well, in rugby, they're not covered in pads. Yeah. So, like, they're not going to make head-to-head contact Yeah. in rugby. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas in football, that happens more often. It's like a less, a less of a... 
less there's more abandonment not abandonment not reckless maybe reckless abandonment uh but they're not going to feel it as much so they're going to like charge harder yeah yeah you know? yeah like that's i mean i watch this and and i mean i when mm. i see like these little these like oh man little league football and these yep. kids doing it you're just like jeez yeah i grew up playing soccer mhm and uh played i played football in in middle school and a little bit in high school and uh i did wrestling now now i have a hard time like and it this is probably part of par- partially my military career but yeah i have a hard time like putting thoughts together and like streaming thoughts like from one to another and remembering things like i have a planner i've had a planner for years now and if i don't write it down like i will forget oh yeah and uh <clears throat> it might be because of soccer growing up like really did yeah. you get hit in the head well just head butting the ball oh okay yeah uh, mm-hmm. you do that a few times a few times a game and a few times a practice i don't know what that did to my head my brain and then playing football same thing i mean it's yeah it's such a sport here, you know. It's the number one. Of the, it's the number one, maybe sport here in Virginia. Football, no, uh, I think in America. Oh, uh, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, isn't baseball America's sport? It is baseball. I think football is too. Well, football was taken from like rugby and soccer. Yeah. Um, basketball is ours, but it was made. It's. Was it Samuel Naismith? He's Canadian, so that's something. Hockey's Canada sport. Yep, hockey. But yeah, I think about that. I think about the injuries, and I think about like what sport is he going to want to do? Yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, you don't want to like overthink it, and then bring that you know like the law of attraction kind of thing, or like make it the devil and then that's all they're going to want to do right you know maybe you, you can't drive them towards a specific sport either yeah it's hard yeah tried <laughs> well like i grew up in music so sports was never my thing yeah you know i was in the band and my dad was a musician and like choral stuff and all of that so like sports were so foreign to me yeah anyway but um I mean, we'll see, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, <clears throat> who knows what they're gonna want to do? What the yeah. what the world is gonna be like in ten years when our kids are in their teens? You know, I try to not think about that too much. Yeah, especially nowadays, that kind of stuff puts keeps you up at night. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But, um, so you're in the military mm-hmm. and cause you talked about, you know, you're talking about deployments and stuff like that. How's that been as like a, a parent? <clears throat> um, before kids, uh, you know, taking, taking risks was much easier. Um, not now like after kids you definitely have 
more to live for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then, uh, being away, traveling and stuff like that, that's hard because they don't know why you have to leave. Um, it's hard for them to understand, like, I got to go away for a couple weeks to go on a work trip, you know? Yeah. Uh, so are you gone a lot? Like, I know a couple friends that are like, <clears throat> at least they're gone like once a month for like two weeks. Yeah. I'm about, I'm about the same. Yeah. Uh, this, this month I'll have traveled for 11. I'll be, I'll have been gone 11 days. Oh, okay. So it's not terrible. No. But do you have like long stretches, like months at a time anymore? Not anymore, but when I was when I was deploying a few years back, there was, yeah, yeah, like a couple months, mm-hmm. um, which sucks too. Because when when they're young, like w- within a year, you leave for a deployment and come back, and they're a completely different person. Oh man, they're all of a sudden like. You know, you leave and they're crawling and then you get back and they're walking and talking and you're like, holy, yeah, holy shit. Like I missed so much. Yeah. Uh, but it's easier when they're super young cause they don't know. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. now it's, it's harder now that they're older cause they're like, the oldest one is like, daddy is leaving. Hmm. And telling the younger one, and the younger one's like, "What? Oh man, I don't. What? What do you mean, Daddy's leaving? I'm like, and they don't have kids. Don't have the any concept of time. Nope. They say they shit say shit like yesteryear. <laughs> you know. Uh, do, how do you think it shaped you as a father or changed? Like, I don't know. Like, because you've been. How long have you been in I the couldn't military? S- 16 years now oh wow so i couldn't say i have no idea it's just who you are i barely remember me before before the military i was a kid Mm -hmm. like 20 21 years old so you were like so 21 so you like did high school and then did you do college at all i did a little bit of college yeah (coughs) i went and did i went to the fire academy Oh wow! I was trying to be a firefighter paramedic, uh-huh. and then uh, yeah, so I was trying to do that. I went to EMT at my local community college, and then I was waiting for the next year to come around. So I started searching for a job for the summer, uh-huh. and then uh, realized I could, you know, practice medicine in the Navy. So I was like, oh, I'm just gonna do that. Oh wow. Yeah. So you've want, always wanted to be practice medicine or stuff like that? Yeah, I, yeah, for the most part, be a medic. And that's what I do now. Do you think that when you so. get out, will you be like like a doctor or something? Or you? No. Oh yeah. <laughs> now I'm over it. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. People, we we have like a, a lot of guys that transition into being like a PA, mm-hmm. and. uh 
my I, I don't give a I don't care about people's feelings enough for me to to be a PA. I don't think it'd <laughs> be hard for me. My bedside manner would be awful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you don't care. <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking. Egg topic, egg topic pregnancy. That's what it's yeah. called. <clears throat> okay. uh, but yeah, like, yeah, I don't care enough about people anymore. But uh, I'm I'm probably going to go into like strength and conditioning and maybe PT. Oh, okay. I could be, a, I, I would be a physical therapist if, if I was to stay in medicine. It's probably what I would do. Yeah. Cool. I love, I mean, I have, I've had two knee surgeries, so yeah, I've seen a lot of physical therapists in my life. And like that for me, like sports medicine, Uh um, getting somebody back into a sport or back to full function or walking or something like that, uh, opposed to like, you know, I'm a drug dealer and or a drug addict, and now I have this huge cyst on my arm from injecting drugs. Like, mm-hmm. I have zero sympathy for you. Yeah, but, I get that. Yeah, it was it was a it's a wild thing to like. Cause I remember because I I had a knee surgery two years ago, and I fell down some stairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, landed, tore it. Oof, it sucked. Yeah. The first one I did in 2003, I was playing Ultimate Frisbee, and I got hit by a girl. And I, my, when I landed, my foot landed in like a divot in the field. Yeah. So knee went two different directions. That'll do it. Yep. But, um, but I just remember like going and like, because you can't walk, you, 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 it's so funny how quickly your muscles atrophy Mm -hmm. you know and like you having to build that up and like these little things you have to do every day yeah yeah and and, you know i remember being in pain and being so frustrated with these physical therapists and stuff but then like then they're like all right now take your steps and then i'm taking steps like without a crutch and you're like oh my god this is amazing yeah right and it's just so wild how that can happen you know and how because of them doing that and how they took care of me then, you know, I mean, I haven't had any issues really. And I mean, I even ran a half marathon this year. Nice. And that would have been like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I never thought I'd do that, you know? Yeah. You think yeah. about that. and But I don't know. They did such a great job. So I love it. I yeah. love that part of it. You know, letting your body heal, do the work, stuff like that. Yeah. That's cool, man. I like physical therapy, strength and conditioning, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Probably what I would go into after I get out. Yeah. Do you think you'll get out soon? Or is that like a, oh, sorry. Yeah. I'll, no, I'll probably get out. Yeah. Um. I mean, after I retire. Yeah. Sometime after 20 years. Yeah. That's the retirement. Uh time frame 20 years so sometime after that yeah yeah it depends man yeah that's gotta be tough that every couple of weeks 
leaving, going somewhere. I mean, you're going all sorts of places, right? If it's like the other guys that I know that do what you do. Yeah. And they're in like, what can I say? It was in Curacao. Really? Yeah. Or like, or Dallas. (laughs) You're just always in these just ran, you know, all these places. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be crazy. You know, you're in a different place. Yeah. I was just in North Carolina and then going to uh, a med conference Mm -hmm. and then I'll be in Texas next month and then Arizona the month after that. And so you know like months in advance where you're going, stuff like that? Yeah, for the most part. Man. I guess you rack up the points though, huh? Yeah, if you stay in the same hotel. Uh Uh-huh. For sure. My wife, she does all the her travels and stuff with it. Those points. I mean, I've never thought I would think about something like that as much in my life. Well, I mean, (coughs) you want to get. It's nice. Yeah. You know, Uh especially um, if I have to travel for work. Yeah. And not for pleasure. Mm -hmm. Then like. Give me, give me something back so I can go on a family trip. Oh yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Like make my life a little bit easier for my family trip, where I can get two of the five nights on points. You know what I mean? And then, yeah, I love. A couple of times we'll stay somewhere, and because of how many points she has, that they're like, "Oh, we've gotten you a better room. It's mm-hmm. on this part." Or oh this is on us or we've been traveling like driving and it's like pouring down rain and she's like finds a hotel we can stay at and it's free yeah you know yeah it's so awesome. that's great man but yeah points are a thing i don't care i love it give it to me give me yeah. give me all the points yeah for sure <laughs> um you were talking you mentioned something about your kid was talking about a cemetery oh yeah yeah that was something like (laughs) tell me more about that i was (laughs) um yeah last halloween we're like driving through our neighborhood and he's like what are all those things in their yard yeah it was just i didn't think anything of it i was like oh that's a cemetery Uh uh-huh it's like spooky there's you know skeletons and stuff yeah coming up out of the ground you know He's like, what's a cemetery? I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, well, that's that's where we bury our dead. Uh-huh. And he's like, well, who died? <laughs> You're like, well, some people just die, you know? Uh, some people get old and die. Well, why? Uh-huh. Well, I mean, you get sick. Some people get sick. Some people get hurt and die. Um, and then he's like, well, who do you know that died? Like, well, my, my grandpa, my grandma's that they've, they're both dead. He's like, well, why did they die? And then it's like, well, one had cancer. What's cancer? And you're like, Oh my God, dude, stop. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah, (laughs) I don't have all the answers. Oh, it's so tough. Yeah. And then did he did he start to think about like, well, those are ghosts. So then his grandpa ghost. No, hasn't put that one yet together. Oh, jeez, because that would be that would be weird. 
yeah a weird thing to explain <laughs> yeah like what is a cemetery They're like well why do we bury them yeah so we don't get sick why would we get sick though it's just a never ending it's like a hole that you're never going to get out of no not at all because there's going to be a question to the answer you know each answer is going to bring forth a new question yes yeah yeah I, uh, he he asked about something because he saw a picture of my dad on the fridge mm-hmm. and he said who'd that and i was like that's my dad and he was like you mean grandpa and i was like no that's that's your mom that's mom's dad oh then Pa. i was like no that's the other you know your other other dad because her right. parents were divorced and he was like you're dad i was like yeah well because my dad died a month before he was born mm-hmm. so explaining to him like oh no my dad died i just said it and then he was just like huh and i was like yeah he's not around not here he goes oh okay so i don't you know i don't think i don't know if he got it or anything but he just now goes okay that's your dad yeah so yeah death is such a thing i you know it's like when you get a pet I've been thinking about this because I want a dog real mm-hmm. bad. I mean, that's why we have we have our kid because I wanted a dog. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. I, I think I've told the story a couple Usually times. Usually that goes the other way. No, I wanted a dog. I wanted... <coughs> my whole life I wanted <coughs> a uh, English bulldog. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and uh, never got to have it for this or that. And I was just thinking about, because I didn't know if I wanted kids. Yeah. So I was like, all right, well, I think that I really want this dog. And maybe this is the step towards a kid. Like, this will open my heart uh-huh. to that idea of wanting a kid. So yeah. she was like, all right, she wants a kid, you know. And so we were like, all right, so we'll start the process of looking for a bulldog. Because you can't just get a bulldog. You right. Know? You have to go to a breeder and a right breeder, because, I mean, they can be have terrible health issues and stuff right. like that which you don't want yeah you don't want them to have that and either. they're like you know five thousand dollars yeah so it's like an investment so you have to like you know we were going to save we started a jar i started throwing cash and coins in for it <coughs> anyway a month into the conversation she's pregnant <laughs> and so yeah now i have a, a kid and i have two new cats but no dog yep it's funny <laughs> yeah you should definitely get a dog yeah but but you like get these animals right and then you're teaching them about death because these animals are going to die yeah you know you're, you're like giving them something to like you know they're going to be sad about in a few years and it's going to wreck them mm-hmm. so i don't know that's what i was thinking about this week yeah but it's still kind of worth it because you know they love it i mean i loved all the pets that i had growing up for sure yeah, I still think of our cat Scooter. That cat was, man, when he died, our family was in mourning for like weeks. Yeah, it was so funny. He, my brother, my brother uh, I think this is why he was such a cool cat. My brother hot boxed him a lot <laughs> <laughs> when he was a kitten. Yeah, and he was just the weirdest little cat, man. A lot of personality. He could like open doors and stuff. Yeah, and everybody like loved him. Like friends would be hanging. They they thought it was. He was the weirdest and funniest cat ever, and 
we would whisper his name in the backyard and you'd see his head pop out of a bush yeah and come running out he would run towards cars in the driveway when they were coming in he would run toward them and then right at the last second he would dart to the side it was this always like really? this like giant like oh my god yeah he would like you would see him flying up the driveway and then yeah. he would just take off right or left and you're like oh god yeah um but yeah we had gotten we had gotten him with our dog at the same time at the pound and so that was another reason why it was so cool because they like had a really great relationship mm. i think they thought each other because we got them at a puppy and a kitten mm. they both thought that they were like the dog thought that the cat was a dog and vice versa right and they would play and like share bananas and like eat each other's food. Yeah. And wrestle and stuff and clean each other. Yeah. It was a wild. But yeah. I remember that. He Yeah. Well Death is inevitable. Yeah. It it's is. It's something that you can't avoid. Mm-hmm. And uh you know, knocking into a dog. To avoid having that conversation, which you've already had. That's true. <clears throat> You're right, Rodney. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Shouldn't shouldn't stop you from from getting a dog. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I haven't thought about scooter in a while. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, having pets is awesome. I mean, yeah, you're, it, it is. It's great. Yeah. You know? Also the same reason why you should go hunting. Why? Because it's awesome? Because, like, death is inevitable. Yeah. You should go kill something. I've wanted to have that kind of interaction. I don't know if it's, like, a deer or something, but because I think we're so disconnected from what we eat. Yes. That I think it would be good <clears throat> for me to, you know, I don't know if it's like going hunting, if it's just processing a chicken myself or yeah, something that. like that. Yeah, absolutely. Or even like going fishing and catching a fish and then eating it myself. Yeah. You know, yeah. I got to I got to go fly fishing for the first time uh, a couple weeks ago. Were you in Jackson? No, I was wow. in our our cabin is uh it's like an hour outside of Stanton, Virginia. Okay. On this little river. And so her stepdad is a good fly fisherman. Yeah. And so he I asked if he could teach me. So I was on this little river with a fly rod and, and I actually caught a fish and I was I lost I was like, This is the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. Oh my god. Because it was so it was textbook like I had already lost three of his lures. Uh huh. Yeah, of course. The line broke numerous times. And it's tangled. And we just, like, I got it caught in a tree limb. And then, <coughs> man, the cough is. But then, uh, it was the very last one. He thought I got it stuck in a rock, and then it kept moving. Yeah. And we were just about to pack it in, and I'm just like, here I am, reeling it in. There was this nice little rainbow trout. Nice. But we didn't, we didn't, uh, we didn't process it and eat it. Yeah. He put it back. Yeah. So but that was fun. We should set up like a a fishing charter, like out like deep sea. Catch something? Yeah. Okay. That would be fun. 
I think it's important for us to know. I think we don't we don't know where what we eat comes from. Yeah. It's just a hamburger to us or it's chicken nuggets. Right. And everyone else before us, you know, yeah. they saw it and it was Yeah. Food had maybe a deeper meaning. Yes. To them. Yeah. And it's it's kind of lost on us. Yeah. You know, and you get the you know the factory farms and all that stuff, and it's just process, right? That's just, I don't know. Is there would there be a greater appreciation? I think so for what you what you're consuming. Uh huh. I think you would. I don't even. I I think you might even eat less. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like the other cultures ate less. I mean, we eat so much. Yeah, I mean, my, I mean, I do. I know I do at certain times. Yeah, but we just we just think that like we just go to a, a store, and all our food is there, and we have no appreciation for even like how it got there from the farmers, from the mm-hmm. the uh, cowboys, the cattle, the ranches, all that stuff. Like where what it took to like become that piece of steak. Right. It's just a steak. Right. And so we're so disconnected from that. Yeah. That I think more people should should get into it. I mean, I, I remember my um, one time I visited my aunt and uncle. They're out in Tennessee, and my dad went with went with him to process a pig. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember my dad and him saying, "Boys, that sausage you're eating two hours ago was squealing." Yeah, and that was like the craziest thing to like think about right (laughs) just like what in the world it's crazy but that's how it is that's how we get the sausage yeah so anyway so yeah maybe i should go hunting yeah fishing okay let's go fly fishing some more it's so like i think with like fishing what I liked about the fly fishing aspect was um, you're you're doing more mm-hmm. because like sitting when I watch people just sitting on the beach and just yeah. waiting, yeah. I mean that's that's hard for me to think that I would like. So like it was almost like meditative, for sure. You know, and you're like playing with it and like okay maybe I'll get it here. I Let do it... think fly fishing is probably the funnest fishing. Yeah. It always looks so cool. It's peaceful. Uh-huh. And you're always like, it's so, like serene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's my, uh, her stepdad's been fly fishing all over the place. He got to go up to Yellowstone to do that a couple times. Yeah. Um, Like they, like they took a horse into the. That's awesome. To do that. Yeah. Um, I think he did it in Africa too. Or maybe that was just a trip. I'll have to ask him. So, <coughs> so what does fatherhood mean to you? Man. What do you look as your role as a dad? Um. Yeah, that's a tough one, but I would probably say uh, creating. Like the 
the new generation that's that's hopefully better than your own generation. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like m- making it better. Yeah. Like can can I can I make his life better than my life was? Um can can I say and do all the right things to make him a better person than me? Um, and hopefully, yeah. Uh, cause on a daily basis, you're like, man, am I saying the right things? Am I doing the right thing? Oh my God. Uh, that's truth the right there. It's like, you're like, um, the other day I was like, I was like, whatever, man, I don't care. Just put your shirt on. <laughs> and yeah. he got so upset. And my wife is like, he, you said you don't care, which he's, he thinks that you don't care about him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, fuck. Like I meant, I didn't, I don't care what shirt he wears. Like we're late. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. So on honestly, like every day, all day, I'm like, am I saying the right things? Am I doing the right thing? Am I making him a better person? Is he, am I, am I doing the things that need to be done to where he grows up to be mm-hmm. a good man? Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know that like. Like what she's saying is, you know, kids is truth because kids can't process it like we can. Yeah. <clears throat> and they think about those things. I mean, the childhood trauma and, you know, we talked about that earlier. But, you know, I was talking with someone and I think that like <clears throat> we all think about that. I mean, that's stuff that keeps every parent up at night. Yeah. Have they done and said enough and the right? And raising your voice, is this going to be something they're gonna, the kid's going to talk in therapy about when they're in their 20s? Right. You know, and you never know. But I think, like, from what I'm seeing and talking with people, it's just parenting. It's like 80% showing up and 20% giving a damn. Right? Yeah. You know, you just being there and giving a damn enough to try Yeah. is, is kind of it'll do that what you want yeah you know yeah because you can show up all you want but if you don't care it's that like caring it's like like giving a damn just like you know i just want that just want him to be better Mm -hmm. stronger you know yeah yeah i want him to have a lot of fun yeah me too you know what i mean Uh uh-huh every day i'm like did you have fun do you have a good day yeah Today we went, he had a uh, summer camp at the field house, uh-huh. um, and then we went to First Landing and went kayaking. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, we, it, went, to, we went to Ocean Breeze nice. on Friday. Nice. I love it, because I love water parks. Yeah. And I want him, you know, I want him to experience that stuff. Yeah. We went to. The, we just got to go to the park today. That was it. We had too many errands to do, but I got him to the park, and it was so funny to watch him. Like we went to the tennis court at the park, and he found a ball. 
tennis ball, and all he wanted to do was just throw it. Yeah. And he was running across the tennis courts. Yeah. Just like throwing it, like, this is amazing, and I'm going to take this tennis ball, and I don't get to, I'm just going to take it. Yeah. You know, I felt good with him taking the tennis ball. Yeah. Sometimes <coughs> being an adult takes precedence in over fun. Yeah. Where I'm like, all right, man, it's Saturday. I have to mow the lawn. Uh huh. I gotta, I gotta wash one of the cars. You know what I mean? Like, you help me wash a car, I'll give you, I'll give you two dollar bucks. I, t- <laughs> I do that with my students. I tell them there's have to dos and or there's need to dos and there's want to dos. So let's get this need to do stuff, these tests, this practice out of the way, and then we'll do some fun stuff. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. So. That's how I live my life. <laughs> so yeah. I, sometimes I go into work and I'm like, I have all these emails and I'm like, del- just I just read like the subject line, like delete, 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 delete. Yeah. This one kind of looks important. Open it, read it. Dumb, delete. Yep. You know, like, mm-hmm. don't have time for this, delete. Well, any last words? No, yeah. not really. This was good. Thanks for coming on, Rodney. Yeah, thank you. I think that I always, I never take it lightly that you're letting me share your story out into the world. So I appreciate you coming, talking. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, man. And uh, this is the most hydrated I've ever been on a podcast. I, I, I got to pee again. <laughs> so I appreciate that. But uh, as always, be excellent to each other, and see you next time.